Hello, and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam, your host. What up, Sister Queen? Welcome back. I'm so happy you are here. Today's episode is with one of my dear friends, Elizabeth Devon, who is a licensed psychotherapist, conscious relationship, and trauma coach. I mean, hello. You know I'm excited about it. She's a reclaimed witch and priestess, healer, an avid hiker, a kitty cat obsessed fur mama, and loves the sound of her husband playing the ukulele. Elizabeth's sole purpose is helping women heal trauma and trauma-based patterns to develop deep conscious love on the inside to attract it on the outside. As a coach of deep transformation, her joy zone is inviting women to know that it's not necessary to spend years talking about relationship issues in therapy, but rather our bodies are healing machines capable of deep, lasting healing and reprogramming. I mean, if you've been following me for a while, you know I'm so down for this episode. It's basically like personal coaching for me that I get to share with you. And that's what I love about doing this podcast. It is about bringing in people that get to support me and my own transformation, expand my own mind, and then bring you in. I love that it feels like we're just having a tea together. We're having a coffee. We're having an energy fistic together and talking about real things that matter, this divine connection. That's what this is all about. So if there are things that you want discussed, topics that you're interested in, send me a DM, send me a uh, message on Instagram at Samantha Jill Harvey, and I would love to support you in whatever it is that's going to light your soul on fire and support you in releasing any of your blocks, releasing any of the stress, anxiety, you know, limiting beliefs, all of that stuff. Cause babe, I am here for you. I do this for you. It's not for me. I mean, it is kind of, it's like a win, 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 win here. Um, But I do this for you. If today's episode resonates with you, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and it would mean the world to me if you would click subscribe, rate, and review. We are still sending out gifts and little bundles of surprises for any reviews of the week. So share send us some love. I'm sending you some love. Let's have an amazing day. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Joe Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out, No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. OMG, we are here with Elizabeth Devon, psychotherapist and coach, and one of my great, amazing friends from my female, spiritual, business, boss babe, entrepreneur, masterminds. Liz, welcome to the Full Out Podcast. Thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a great honor and joy. I just, I love it. I'm excited. Thank you. I can't wait to see what kind of magic unfolds because you are, you are magic, my friend. And before we get into the meat of your story and how you support women and all of that good stuff, I want to start by asking you, what does it mean to live your life full out? Ooh, I love that. Oh my goodness. So the first thing that comes to my mind with that is, you know, full out, right? So that's 
in full alignment. That's you. That's your most basic blueprint. And my gosh, so it's becoming aware of all the blocks and limiting beliefs. And, you know, as we may talk about what I work with women on is that that's all based in traumas um, that we survive from. So those survival skills that block our most authentic self. So it's it's bringing such nourishing healing and awareness to those parts um, so we can reconnect with our just most, our truest blueprint, um, you know, in my spiritual um, trainings and, um, and joy zone, you know, we talk about it like your maiden self. Um, so you're, you're true you. Uh, so it's getting more back to that. Um, like who is that little girl that ran around in overalls with chocolate on her face and just a tongue hanging out, just running around and, and really reconnecting with her. I love that. So can we, in the spirit of learning about where you come from and who you are and what was that maiden version of you, Liz, can you share with us a little bit about your story, where you come from and how you're now doing the work that you're doing today? Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. So, so psychotherapist is my, is my original training and my original love and how that came about um, for a lot of psychotherapists and me included is uh, there was a lot of trauma and a abuse in my family. Um, and so I was an only child and my dad was, um, even though I don't work in diagnosis anymore, but he was diagnosed bipolar, um, you know, and just, uh, suicidal, um, mom had a lot of heavy depression. So did my dad. So as an only child really in that home, uh, what I know now, and gosh, when I look back at that little girl, I just, you know, have so much compassion and empathy and, and still sadness for her because she just had no clue what was going on. Um, just pretty nearly constantly confused and anxious. Um, didn't really know what was happening. And, and so that, you know, really led me to uh, a curiosity of like, okay, what's going on in my house? I knew there was stuff going on with dad, <clears throat> which of course now I, what I know now is that he, you know, suffered a lot of heavy, sexual abuse growing up and, you know, every, our symptoms manifest from abuse. So um, that led me to starting in high school, really getting interested in psychology. Um, so a lot of us start out by wondering what the heck is going on in my home <laughs> that I'm so confused by and like what the heck is happening and psychology is kind of an easy in. And so through high school and like really into college, I just, you know, I fell in love with psychology and just learning about all the things and then, and then the real magic started to happen in grad school where <laughs> our professors loved us so much. And they said, you know, hey, we, we know what probably got you into this field was wondering about your own family. So you get to do your own healing. <laughs> so <laughs> like, what? But they were totally right. Because um, any therapist or coach really just, just really gets to do their own work around it. Uh, so we don't perpetuate wounds and cycles and projections onto our clients. Um, so that's really where the magic started to um, enliven and open up for me was realizing, oh, I got into this field to try to fix my dad. <laughs> and right. And so, and again, any therapist who's really being honest, that's probably a lot of where that has come from. Like I'm really trying to fix a parent. Um, and I'm sad to know now that I can't do that. And so we grieve. But now what I get to do is help other people heal, you know, who are ready and I get to do that own healing work. So that's really what got me into it. And then 
whew, the more I not only learned about psychology, but really went through the whole healing process myself and my own wounds and embodied what healing work actually means. It's, it's the love of my life. <laughs> That's incredible that I, there's so many things. Like, I love that you bring up this idea about curiosity. And I think that that is the, that is the first step in, in creating change, whether it is through our health and wellness, whether it's in our businesses and our relationships and our relationship to self, uh, just this idea of curiosity rather than coming from a place of judgment or wanting to fix, but it's, it's curiosity. So thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Can you speak into this idea of embodiment? What is embodiment? Yes, that's so good. And that's such a, that's such a conversation right now that we're having nowadays. And thankfully that is where the field of psychology and therapy or coaching is moving. So there's a huge difference between knowledge in our heads. So like what we read in books, uh, what we listen to on podcasts, it starts there and that's wonderful. That lays the groundwork, but that's not actually what heals patterns. It's a start because we have to have context for, you know, why, you know, the, the work that I do, why am I attracting toxic relationships over and over? Why am I still depressed? Why am I still anxious? So the head helps us with context, but it's through embodiment that we actually heal patterns. And so what that means is, you know, bringing all that beautiful knowledge and actually doing the healing work within the, the physical body. So when we talk embodiment, the physical embody, the body, um, when we bring the healing down to that level, that's where actually patterns change. So for example, how I do embodiment work with my clients. So like the biggest thing we work on is, okay, so you want conscious relationships on the outside, let's build it on the inside. What part of yourself are you not valuing? Um, so I will give them homework that brings self-value into the physical. And so with that can look a number of different ways. In session, for example, I will say, okay, picture the most confident woman you've ever imagined in your whole life, okay? How does she stand? What is her physical posture? And I will have them stand in that posture. And it is amazing what even that in of itself will bring up. Because what women that I work with usually embody in the physical body is a, a slump stance, or I put my head down, or, you know, so let's bring a different experience into the physical body. So that's one way we do it. And then I'll give them an assignment that says, okay, what would a confident self-loving woman do for herself? Well, she would um, let herself take a walk after work instead of overworking. Okay. That's what you get to do then. So you get to have a more physical experience of self-love. And so those are a couple of ways that we bring the head knowledge into the physical. Oh, that is incredible. But no one has ever broken that down for me. So I, my mind is being blown right now about this head versus the heart and physical embodiment. So thank you for that. Can we yeah. talk about toxic relationships versus conscious relationships? Everyone who has listened to this podcast knows that I've had my fair share of toxic relationships. And then I think that I heal something. And then I find myself in a different situation. And I've had this beautiful and perfect history of choosing partners that reflect where I am versus what I truly want. So can you talk mm. about this? I mean, this is what your Instagram is all about. I feel like I mm. learned so much from your Instagram about relationships. Can you, can you share? Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. And yes, so you know that this is my absolute favorite thing to talk about, right? And so, yeah, the number one question that I get from women or, you know, 
a huge thing that they come with is this, you know, this feeling of what am I doing wrong or I'm failing? Am I still attracting toxic relationships? And the answer gets to be not at all. In fact, we get to take shame completely out of it, right? So we're, we're all human <clears throat> and we've all had, you know, some kind of trauma in our background, some kind of chaos, some kind of uh, malfunction in our family systems. And my favorite thing to say, because it's absolutely true, is the problem is not that you're malfunctioning. The problem is you adapted so perfectly to whatever chaos is in your home that those survival skills love you so much, they're still functioning for you the way they did in childhood. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Mic drop, Liz. Okay, keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> stay in the flow, stay in the flow. Yeah. So, but that that mindset shift right there. It cannot be understated. That is so important because that takes us out of a shame space. Like, what am I doing wrong? Malfunction, dysfunction, what's wrong with me? No, it means something so damn right with you that, oh my gosh, you survived so well, whatever chaos you grew up in, whoa, that your survivor skills are just still kind of locked into that space and are still working for you. So that's the whole thing. And that's where we, that's the place where we get to work at it from, because that's a space of healing, because that's a space of love and compassion and compassion and gratitude for self. Because here's, here's the whole thing around toxic relationships is that, because you know, Sam, that we do, you know, we're empowered beings. And so we get to know that we attract in what's still functioning within. Cool. Don't make that bad or wrong. My gosh, like I've attracted so many <clears throat> toxic relationships, you know, romantic uh, before my husband and then still in sisterhood you know, the, those relationships too, and coworkers and, you know, and it is a reflection of some survival operations that are still operating on the inside. And so we just, again, back to curiosity, we just get to approach that with curiosity of like, ah, oh, universe, thank you for the reflection of maybe what's still happening with me. Like, maybe I'm still like, God, why am I attracting so many people who um, try to take advantage of my time? Oh, okay. Great. Great reflection. So I get to look within because that means a part of me is ready to heal. That's the perspective I invite my clients into like, Oh, so a part of me that maybe takes advantage of myself or doesn't honor my time. What part of me is still operating on the inside. Let's do some healing work around that. Do you feel like healing has to be hard? Does healing take a long time? That's such a great question. And, you know, it hard. No, it, there are, I will, I, because we get to be careful about, you know, how we talk about healing and this drudge, if we bring this drudgery along with it, well, that that's going to be your experience, right? There are pain points also mixed in with celebration. So we, we get to also celebrate that you can survive pain that you can get through pain. Healing does not have to be all this drug. Like there are hard points. I mean, you know, this, this is why not everybody does this work. And there's a lot of shadow work and looking at the stuff about you that you've exiled. Right. So there are pain points. I don't think that has to equal hard. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause there also gets to be joy and celebration. And I tell my clients all the time, we can't just be in the healing work and in the fire all the time, you know, take breaks from your healing you know, watch that smut TV that you want to watch. Like <laughs> healing means balance and health and growth means balance. So it doesn't mean perfection. So a lot of, a lot of feedback that I hear, like I didn't do the healthy thing. I'm like, cool, celebrate that. And, and that means health. <laughs> that means you're, 
your growth. So it doesn't have to be like this drudge hard thing. Um, and I'd say, depending on the healing you want, that's about as long as, you know, as it, it can take as long as you, as you want it to. And if you're like me or probably you or anybody else who just, you get into the healing work and then you grow to love it. So it doesn't even matter if it takes a long time, like you're here for it. You're here for the growth journey. Mm, yeah. That's so good. Now, when you talk about these patterns that we've learned from our parents and their parents and this ancestral, you know, trauma that gets passed down and these patterns that get passed down. I was just talking to one of my girlfriends last week about, uh, she's experiencing uncovering some, some patterns that she didn't realize, uh, were patterns for her. And now she has two children and she's like, how do I not pass? How do I not fuck up my kids? How do I not pass this stuff down to my two daughters? Do you have advice? Mm, yes. I, I also get this question a lot because I do see a lot of moms. For one, you get to know that any healing work you do for yourself heals the ancestral line both ways. And this can be extra juicy if you are into the spiritual realm, right? So like, like I am like very witchy kind of spiritual realm. So you, you get to do healing from, um, this provides healing for your your past lineage and also your future lineage. So it means your kids. So even just work you do on yourself is having an effect on your children. Another, a huge message that I always have for my clients just to rest in is no matter how healthy we are, there's going to be some fucked upness with our kids. <laughs> that because you know what? Our soul signed up for this beautiful human experience and that includes fucked upness. And how fucking great is that, that it gets to include this because that's what builds resilience. So what if we aren't so afraid of an amount of messed upness, you know, in our kids, you know, because that, again, that's so part of being human. And what if, because I think any parent could relate to this, but how would it be just to really believe in your kids own resilience? that whatever they've already picked up on because patterns, oh man, deeply entrenched patterns. Of course we can bring healing to any of it, but they are so deep and so ancestral that things could be passed down to your kids that aren't even yours. They're from your grandparents and, and past. So, and, and that's still, that's, that goes along with the programming. So there's some of that they're going to pick up that you can do nothing about, but what if you just celebrated how resilient your kids are and whatever they pick up, they're going to heal from. And as a trauma therapist, you know, I've seen our greatest gifts come from our, our biggest traumas. So hell yeah. Absolutely. And I think about my upbringing and the things that we experienced. And while there were people that experienced way worse things than I did, it wasn't always easy. Like let's, I would be very honest about that. And I'm so grateful for those things. Like those things that put us, my sister and I through the fire are what made me who I am today. And without those, I'd be a different human. And mm. I think that's a beautiful thing to like, know that my mom gets to release all the guilt that she feels around what she, you know, how she raised us and that I have gratitude for it, that it's not, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's perfect. It was absolutely perfect. The way that we grew up. Absolutely. I feel the same way about my upbringing. You know, my mom has had tons of guilt around it. And of course I can't fix that for her. I don't want that for her. Um, but guilt is just, it's an interesting, you know, trap of the ego to distract us from actual healing. You know, what is that? What, what fruit is that actually bearing? You know, cause when we celebrate that we get to grow from our traumas, 
then it's just, it, it all is a great thing. It's all, you know, I, there's no, like me, there's no way I could talk about relationships and trauma healing the way I do had I not been through it. There's no way. So I'm absolutely grateful that I had all that. And to me, I don't want anybody, my parents included, to feel guilty for that, you know, because they totally. just did the best they could with their conditioning. And that led me to be who I am. So that incredibly grateful. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. what about what about women that are in relationships right now that might not feel like it's the healthiest relationship? What do you tell them? Mm, yeah, yeah. So the where my head goes there is the more you focused on your own growth relationships everything that you want will the growth that you want will manifest from there whether it's with this current person or not and in fact this has been such a huge theme and then the universe keeps bringing it so I'm like oh I hear you so I'm going to post a lot of content on this um, because a big question I get asked about is well if I do the healing work will my partner come along with me and my answer is don't know (laughs) it can go either way you know so we what we do is we when we really get into healing work and healing our patterns and doing all the self-love work, will that heal your relationship pattern? Yes. Will that draw the best relationships of your life? Yes. Will it be with this current partner? I don't know. Maybe. But we, part of the empowerment work is releasing attachment to any particular outcome. It can really go either way. You know, I've, I've had clients who have absolutely broken up with their partners. I've had some who have strengthened. My, my husband and I have been together 11 years we have been like 28 different versions of ourselves. (laughs) So like we could have easily split ways because we are so different now, but we, we did the growth and healing work together. And so we've, we've only strengthened and we have way better relationship now than we ever have. Um, We can't always guarantee that, but the biggest thing is we release attachment to any outcome and you, and this is a lot of trust work too. trust that if you do the work, you are going to get the best outcome possible. We just don't know with who. Mm, that's so powerful, Liz. That's mm-hmm. so, so powerful. Now, for those of us single ladies out there that are doing the work, mm-hmm. when you are attracting a new partner, do you, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question because I, I'm in this experience of like, I'm doing the work, so I get to attract a conscious partner. And I also know that there's men out there that have done the work. I know that there's men that have not done the work. And I know that there's men out there that want to do the work, but maybe haven't started yet. Do you feel like that's something that's necessary in order to have a conscious relationship? Like, what should I be on the lookout for? I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that question because I don't think it has to be a certain thing. Um, but the biggest thing that's coming through for me right now is, you know, at least because you're like attracts likes, you're just, you're going to attract, you know, where you're at at this point. So you, like, I know for you, you would definitely attract somebody who is at the very, very least willing to do the work. Um, So when my husband and I got together, like that's basically what we were, we haven't done a lot yet, but we both, we were willing enough and that's carried us through. So whether you're attracting, you know, a person who, has already done a ton of work or they're just, they're committed to it. It's the commitment that's, that's key there. Right. So whether, cause we're always going to be healing. So really no matter how much they've done, it's 
have they initiated into a level of I'm committed to taking responsibility? Responsibility is really the huge key thing right there. Have I learned to take responsibility for myself? Because then healing is always going to flow no matter how much work you've done yet. Ooh, okay. You know what? Responsibility. I love this because look, we've got women that listen to this podcast that are in relationship, out of relationship. We've got women that have side hustles that own their own businesses that are full-time moms. Like we have women that are working on their fitness and wellness journeys. We have women working on their personal development journeys. And this idea of responsibility has been coming a lot, coming up a lot for me as well of taking ownership of we, we get to either be in the driver's seat and saying, I'm taking responsibility and therefore I am showing up and I'm committed to showing up in this way or giving away our power hmm. and, and putting the responsibility on all these other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just feeling like there's so much value in this in so many different lenses of wellness mm-hmm. beyond oh the relationship. Absolutely. Responsibility is just such a huge, huge key here. And a lot of what I see in women, and I completely went through this too, right? But in women, when we start to really do the empowerment work and uh, the first step in that is ownership. Okay. How am I contributing to my, how, you know, we're the full creative of our own life hundred percent. So how am I creating my own reality? A lot of what stops women and men too, but I work with women. So women is then they tend to shame themselves. Well, if I'm responsible, then I shame myself incredibly. And so we get to catch that like, oh, hi, shame. I see you. I mean, you're welcome here, but we're not going to engage it. So, but then we just get to shift the perspective of like, actually, what if we just celebrated that? Like, yes, you, you do like celebrate that you, you do have full responsibility here. So you get to take ownership of how you're running your life, uh, the patterns that you, that you're running, yeah. So that that's huge. And then that will, you will manifest that in another partner of, you know, somebody who's ready to commit to that level of responsibility. Mm, that's great. I have another mm. question that I get asked all the time on Instagram. People have seen my, my married to divorce journey and then to my dating journey. And, and a lot of women say, Hey, I'm in this relationship. How do you know when it's time to leave? And I know what they're doing. They're searching for the external answer. They're searching for someone else to tell them what to do. What do you tell them as a therapist and coach? Oh man, you, you actually kind of said it right there. You, 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 you segued me perfectly. Cause I'm just going to complete your thought. <laughs> like, Oh, like is, is, can an external person tell you that? Right. What I will say is that there's no one right formula. I get asked that all the time as well. Um, so much of the work that I do with women and again, like this is all work I've done myself is trust your own inner wisdom. We're each our own universe, right? So there's no one right formula or answer searching for that externally is just not going to work. So for one woman, you have a client right now who is, you know, she just realized her relationship is abusive and she has done so much work on finding her own wisdom and is so grounded in it. And she is making a sovereign choice to give it some time to see that's perfect for her. Maybe totally different for somebody else. Somebody else may say, yeah, but no, it's time to go ASAP. I would say you get to listen to your own body signals on that. As long as you're cultivating, just trust in your own voice, you'll know exactly when it's time. And 
something I've just, I've started to say in every live video I do is there's no wrong way to grow. You cannot mess it up. <laughs> it's literally oh. impossible. To, isn't that freeing? <laughs> Yes. Isn't that amazing? You cannot mess this up. So there's so much stagnancy and stuckness I see in women because they're afraid to, to grow wrong or make the wrong move. I'm like, you, you literally can't. You literally can't. Nope, because each move is going to lead to the next one and the next one and everything is fruitful and you can't mess it up. So just wow. practice trusting yourself. Build. If you don't trust yourself completely, cool. Practice. How do you start building trust in yourself? Hmm. The very first thing that comes to mind, and this is a something people can take home with them today. You know, this is a practical application. Like, here's what you can start to do. Take out a journal. Your inner wise voice is the one that speaks first, and it's lightning fast. Practice building the muscle. Like, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Because a second after our wisdom is when we start to overthink. And that's in self-doubt. Because And we've gotten up very attuned to that voice. I tell women all the time, it's not that your wisdom's not there. No, she's there. She might just be sitting in the back, just kind of just waiting. She's just like waiting for you to build a relationship with her, but she's always there. Start practicing listening to that first voice that drops in. It's usually very calm, grounding. It's not, so just practice. Like what's the first thing that comes to mind? Write it down. Mm. And so you're just getting into relationship with yourself. Yep. Yep, you're building relationship again because we're born with that, right? The the self-doubt and the, the overthinking, that's cultivated later, you know, through your childhood. That's what we get more attuned to listening to, like the self-doubt gremlin. But your inner wisdom, you know, the, that voice has always been with you. Um, it's usually the, cl the clear yes or no. We just doubt it. Like, like when women miss red flags, which we never want to shame anybody for. Um, but when we look back, it's... Uh, women tell me all the time, you know what, like I actually heard a voice that said that might be a red flag, but they just learned to, to ignore it out of survival, which is, which makes perfect sense. So it's just, it's, it's cultivating that relationship with that wise voice. And again, that was one of the best pieces of advice my own therapist gave me when I started my healing, because she said the exact same thing. And I found that to be absolutely true. Your inner wisdom speaks first. So we just get to know and build relationship with that voice. And then the more you practice that, the more you write that down or spend time listening, the clearer you'll hear it. Mm, that's so mm -hmm. good. That's mm -hmm. so good. I want to, I want to shift a little bit because you're a psychotherapist and a coach mm -hmm. and your Instagram says that you work with conscious witches and bad bitches. Yeah. And like, I've never heard a therapist say those words. And so I'm curious <laughs> about this shift that you are making, um, what's behind that? Mm, yeah, thank you. That's such a, I, I love to talk about that. So you're right. That's not the typical thing you'd hear from a therapist, <laughs> which is a download, by the way, when I was hiking, I was like, ah, those are my people. Those are my people. <laughs> yes, must put on Instagram today. And I did, because um, that's exactly who I want to work with. That's me. Like that's who I want to attract, right? So there's this, you know, so the, the transition for me, I don't kind of speak about it um, quickly in two parts. First of all, the wave of the, there's a very new wave of psychotherapy happening. It's very exciting. It used to be very, and psychotherapy is a pretty new field in the course of history. It's barely 150 years old. 
And so it was very like um, disease-based and diagnostic-based and what's wrong with you based. And there are still threads of that in the therapy world. You know, it, it's what we're shifting. So we're shifting into this very strength-based, um, like how I just said a little bit ago, like the problem is that there's not something wrong with you. The problem, there's something very right with you. So the, the wave is kind of shifting there. Um, but for me, clinical therapy, at least based on my licensure, it's still a little too diagnostic for my taste. So it just, it no longer works for me, the container. Um, great for other people. I would still recommend therapy all the time. Um, but the reason I shifted into coaching, it just, it fits me better. Um, it feels a little bit more human um, to me. You know, it, for me, it's a container that I can be a lot more me. There's still a, a little too much between the therapist client relationship, a little too much separation that I'm not comfortable with anymore. Um, so I, when I do coaching work, uh, which by the way, I do all my therapeutic techniques in coaching, just can't call it therapy. Um, I like it to be just like, we're sitting here like, dude, I'm in this here with you. Let me tell you about my shit and let me get vulnerable with you too, because, um, and really a lot of therapists are making this transition to, for the same reasons, um, is because we just get to be more human with our clients. Um, we just get to show up differently and it allows me to use, you know, I'm personally cultivating more of my spiritual gifts and I've learned that I channel. Wow. <laughs> so like, but coaching gives me a container where I can do all those things. Um, it's all cool. So I get to blend the, the clinical and I get to blend more of the spiritual and, and that can, the coaching container is perfect for that. That's so, so amazing. I mean, and I've been in therapy for years. I've had coaches for years. I actually uh, just most recently did a um, emotional intelligence, personal development leadership weekend. And when I tell you that I feel as if I experienced 10 years worth of therapy in one weekend, truly the transformation was insane. And look, I've done personal development for a while now. Like I wouldn't consider myself a novice. And yet I walked out of that weekend going, holy shit, like this is what coaching can do. This is what powerful, heart-led, spiritually connected, divine coaching can really, really accomplish. And I, I want to honor you for feeling that shift within yourself and listening again to your own divine wisdom, your inner knowing that this gets to be a shift for you. And this is why I'm such a huge fan of coaching is that we do get to bring in our intuition, our spiritual gifts, our humanness, our connection. There is something that's this, this theme that's coming up for me a lot in my life right now is this connection and it's divine connection. It's, it's heart and spirit connection whether it's through our girlfriends, through our mastermind, through our coaching clients, through our romantic relationships within our family, like this, I'm, I'm feeling this call for connection that is so much deeper than what I have personally experienced. And I love my therapist. I absolutely love her. And, and I believe that I was divinely guided to her as well, but I know that she's also got more coach in her than, and more spirituality within her. She's like got this wise woman energy. Um, that I'm curious for her, what she would get to do, what gifts she would be able to bring without the confines of, uh, licensing and, and traditional therapy. So I just want to acknowledge you and honor the work that you're doing and, and your commitment 
to serving women. Cause that's really what it's about. It, it's about you being able to serve in the biggest, brightest, most expansive and connected way possible. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That deeply received. And thank you for saying that and seeing that and, and your reflections on that are just beautiful. You know, I, I hear all of that completely and yeah, that's, <clears throat> you know, and the therapy, when you said confines, you know, that's exactly how it started to feel to me, you know, and again, for anybody, I want them to follow their own wisdom of therapies, right for you. That's wonderful. It was right for me for like eight years. Um, but you know, then it started to, there are constraints, you know, there are constraints to using your own gifts and, you know, just like you're feeling, um, coaching is just a container that I, I realized I get to be a lot more me. And of course, you know, cause we're in the mastermind together that like being the most you is going to be the most healing. And that container is, um, is where I'm able to, to be of the best service and the most authentic me. So yeah, thanks for seeing that. Yeah, totally. I, I love you. I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for this journey and and, and then the world that we get to create, it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is there a question that you wish women would ask you? Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's a really interesting question. Hmm. Or is there something that you wish women would know that you wish every woman on the face of the planet knew? Oh, just new in general, like maybe new about themselves or just a truth. Either way, I'm just going to open yeah. it up for you, whatever feels mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting because, you know, that, that takes me to, gosh, when I work with women and especially as we get in, as we start deep diving even more into the healing work, they really start to open up and get more vulnerable and they ask very real questions. Um, and so that that's just, oh, that's the beautiful thing. And the, and the thing that just showed up for me is like, yes, there is something I want women to know. In fact, I've already said it. So I get to say it again because it, <laughs> see, this is how spirit talk is like, say it again, because women need to hear this. <laughs> like there is no way wrong to grow like that. If that is just my mess, that, that has got to be my message for the year, maybe for life. Like there's no wrong way to do this. Right. Oh, here's another thing that showed up is that maybe women that you connect with too, but certainly ones that I connect with, you know, they're, they're versions of me, you know, so there's a lot of perfectionism and performance and high achieving, but we don't know anything about that. So, huh. So what tends to happen in health and growth is that those old survival skills, which we learn to love, they're just out of balance. They like to attach themselves to health and healing and growth. So then I try to do my growth perfectly. I have to high achieve at my growth. And so we just get to love that and look at that and go, oh, wow, look how that perfectionism is trying to attach itself to growth. It's like, it's, you know, Ooh, now let's, you know, it's like a little gremlin that sneaks up like, Oh yeah, you'll grow, but we're going to do it perfectly and better than her and better than her. (laughs) So, so just a huge reminder. And I cannot say this enough that there is no way to do this wrong. You can't mess up something that was meant for you and growth is meant for you. Whoever's listening, growth is meant for you. There's no accident that you're listening to this and you can heal and there's no, you can't mess it up no wrong way. Mm, liberating. Yeah. So mm-hmm. liberating. Yes. So Liz, where can people find you? Yes. So the best way right now, because on my website is being beautifully rebranded and having a spa day and we'll be out soon. So the best way to find me is through my Instagram, uh, which is Elizabeth M. Duvon and all of my, that's my most updated stuff. I've got some 
really exciting things coming up. Um, my course, which has three options, and it's all exactly what, I, what I've talked about of how to attract conscious love on the outside by building it on the inside. That's This is 10 years of my work in the one course I'm so excited about. Um, it's a formula, you know, it's a how-to, you know, because like that, so I feel like that's what this field is missing is how-tos. Um, so all that's coming out very soon, but Elizabeth M. Devon on Instagram is the best way to find me right now. I love it. And so I want to finish with one last question. Mm-hmm. If you were in an elevator with a woman, you got about 30 seconds and she goes, Elizabeth Devon, how do I live my life full out? What do you tell her? Oh, be you fall in love with it, fall in love with the journey, fall in love with all the parts of you, Bring, invite them to the party. There's no wrong part of you. Love it all, learn to love it all, be in that practice of gratitude for it all. That will be how you live full out. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.